0: November Foxtrot, how are you doing, Lance?
1: Well, oh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. No. Yeah, good. I was cool. trying to clip a camel back retention clip for the hose onto my lip to see if it would hurt, and it doesn't.
0: So you so, were so... fixing a clip to your camel lips? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I was starting
0: the show early. <laughs> just uh
1: it's just uh, just an itch I had to scratch, alright? <laughs>
0: See a doctor about that. Hi, oh, hi, Harry. Hi, Rage. Hi, Good Kenny. Matthew. Hi, James C. Hi, Matthew McCarthy, and hi. I keep Andrew wanting to Lash- say Matthew Andy! McConaughey, and we're
1: going to cock up one day.
0: Andy I I have to admit, I do think the same every time I see it. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fair play, Rage. So. Yes, mate. We have we, we've we've taken your 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 uh your critique on board, mate, and um we're we're acting on it. What can I say? Yeah. It's all good, it's all good. We
0: actually, to be fair, I was Very reading because cool. a yeah, few it's the people... the
1: truck, were... and it's taken a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost <laughs> two. It it's almost two it, years now. It is almost yeah. two, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, mm. Some of the people were commenting on, so oh. I don't think you can do it on Facebook, with YouTube you can comment on before the stream actually kicks in, um, and Lance and I were just reading the comments to each other and playing around with our microphones before the, before the start, so <laughs> super mature. Yeah. before it goes live. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the subject of microphones thank you to everyone who uh, commented to me and left me little messages after um, we'd obviously recorded last week's, uh, I had a slight issue with my microphone being turned 90 degrees, it turns out it makes that much difference uh,
1: but hopefully you turn I your microphone around more. like that, it doesn't pick up any of your sound yeah but mine, mine apparently it. does make Hello. a difference if I rotate it So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome um, but thank
0: you, thank you for letting us know uh, hi Fresh Meat Uh um Harry says did my first proper Milsim at the weekend Sterling Airsoft Op Redmire at the trees thanks Nofo for preparing me nice how did it go let us know I've not done the trees myself
1: nicely done Harry yeah the pictures look good mate have you done the trees I haven't mate no I've not done any Sterling events I've not done any Sterling events yet I will do maybe next year Mm. Oh, here we go hi Kieran one of the only times that's going to happen tonight fucking earpiece (laughs) Yeah, no, I haven't done it. I'd like to. Let's like give him a go at mm. some point. But um, yeah, not yet. On the yet. calendar. Absolutely. Yes, next year I reckon. One for next year. Mm.
0: Cool. So um, right. So Pew's news. Have you got? Any, have you got the uh, Pew Pew's news?
1: No, nope, no purchases this week, mate. I've got some lost property. Some lost ah. property's been handed in. Been handed into to the NoFo lost property department. And I think he's on tonight. So I've got a questionable style pen here with multi multi colours to choose from right so there's that and there's a a pucker pad pucker notepad was found in a uh chess rig which I lent to someone to use for an event so I've got it here you know who you are you're in the chat I know you are
0: why Why is this a lost property thing then can't you just well
1: because they because they've lost it <laughs> and I want them to own up to owning this pen first because it's a it's fabulous <laughs> so there we go a little bit of lost property new segment of the show just add that element of excitement <laughs> We we bring you the latest in in entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh thank you, Mark and Mark, for my belated birthday message. Thank you very much, sir. Yes, how was birthday. your birthday? It was very nice. It was very nice. It was quite a sombre day, but um the wife made it fun with a, a nice afternoon tea, a nice spread, and mm. uh, a few glasses of rum, followed by a, a few more in the evening with a couple of powers at the pub. So yeah, it was all good. Nice. Thoroughly enjoyed, mate. Thank you very much. Thoroughly sure. enjoyed.
0: Uh, Ray says that pen looks like a 1980s vibrator.
1: Yep, you're not wrong, mate. Yeah, if the owner. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> not say anymore, <laughs> now, Les, will we? Will we, Les?
0: Uh, Andy says, <laughs> "Right, I'm off again on our boat trip. See
1: you later. See you all next week. See you later, Andy. Enjoy Le- your holiday. Uh, yeah, yeah. How- howdy, cowboy. Yeah, cow Bob. Cow Bob. <laughs> howdy, Cow Bob. Snakey uh, Le- Les just says, "Oops. Mm. So. Yes, Les." You'll have your pucker pad and not-so-pucker pen here. Big 4-0 next year. No, it's not. No, that's not accurate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 21 again. 21 again. I would what? have to do some sort of like tour, tour around the country going to different airsoft events for your birthday. Well, because I'm 40. Build up.
1: <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, everyone. We have to do 40, 40 <laughs> events
0: in the space of a
1: year. In, in 40 day, No, that's no, not ridiculous. Yeah. 40 sites in one weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you get to each changed. site, you
0: fire one shot and you have to leave.
1: Go back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just drive by them all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't the, the car park. Right, next site. Get anyone? So
0: uh, he got a bit rowdy on his birthday. It was his 40th. He um ended up in prison. Why is that? Oh, it was drive bying with airsoft gun, past yeah. random airsoft sites.
1: <laughs> drive bying rentals at airsoft sites. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Thought no. that I'm doing
0: Um, right. Oh, yeah, so I haven't got any purchases either. To be fair, it's been a bit of a. I say like a dry week. I haven't really just. I haven't really got the money to spend on anything at the moment. To be honest. Hmm. Oh.
1: Mm same as that same as that hmm. one thing i so do okay. want to talk about
0: is the obviously we've got our competitions so um up yours Ray. Have... lovely to hear from you mate <laughs> <laughs> um we've obviously got our competitions running at the moment says so the DIY plate carrier um uh, i don't think we've seen any entries for that yet um so please get them in we've obviously got a chronoscope and the oh the edge uh eyewear and a patch, I believe with that one. Patch. So, um, some exciting little prizes on that one. And then we have yes. also got the ongoing raising money for the RBLI, uh, which if you donate some money, we will then basically furnish you with some raffle tickets, um, of which we've got lots of exciting prizes. And one of the things I wanted to add is that we have this, uh, this prize. This is the LIO, uh, the light integrated optic, uh, which was donated to us. I think we've discussed this previously. I've, uh, Forgotten the name of the person who donated it. I'm very sorry. I'm just going to uh, find Oh, that was a up.
1: kind chat from NAF or NAA. It, it? it was.
0: It was. It's just I wanted to specifically name him because he, he's starting up a, an airsoft shop. Um, So I will find that out and I can't come back to that later in the show. Uh, this is a light integrated optic uh, Vism. So it actually has LEDs built into the optic as well. So it's quite an interesting one. I need to find uh, a battery to just test how this works because I'm intrigued myself. Um, but yeah, if anyone's interested have a little Google, uh, I'll probably post mm. some stuff up. Uh, but yeah, so that's another prize going in the pot. So thank you very nice so much. Very nice too. Um, yeah, so that's the prizes uh, Or the competition. Sorry, running at the moment. Uh, uh, right, what we're we covering the episode, Lance. You you wrote we the amazing show doc
1: for this one. Covering uh, well, the sort of the essence of patrolling and its benefits and its uses and reasons in events and stuff like that and sort of why we do it as a gist, and sort of like some sort of tips and tricks and preparations before and after. (laughs) I was going to say preparedness and preparations. bit of Croydon Hammond coming in there, a bit of a remix for it. Chicken nuggets. Yeah, nuggets. There will be nuggets.
0: Hi, Andrew Taylor. Marky Mark says, Pew's News Shooters Belt got delivered today.
1: Very exciting. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Uh,
0: and then Harry says, the trees, bloody rough, t- uh, bloody tough terrain, massive sight, hills were gruelling, about 15 vehicles in play and my highlight was sending a whole bandolier of multi-bang mortars on the enemy PB all on target. Nice.
1: Beautiful. That's cool. What? Yeah, man. Nice. What's that, 11? The bandoliers, will they hold 11 or 14? Uh, I think
0: it's about 11. Yeah, nice. I mean, it's
1: an odd number. Did you have to piss on the tube halfway through to cool that motherfucker down? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Didn't need to, but did it un did it unnecessarily but anyway. Did it
1: because it's part of the immersion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven, yes, mate. Um
0: oh, it was Airsoft Omega, so it was Andrew from Airsoft Omega that donated the uh the light integrated.
1: Airsoft optic, Omega, good way.
0: man. So Airsoft um which I Top don't mode. think's running yet, but will be in the near future.
1: Yes, cool. So. Look forward to that.
0: Cool. Right, well should we get should we get into it? Obviously we're not being joined by Andy this week. He's still unfortunately on holiday. He's um, still in
1: Canada. Holidaying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that special Texas part of Canada. He's in um, the Texas part of Canada.
1: Well <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian part of Texas.
0: <laughs> right, so we're obviously talking patrolling. So uh the first thing I guess we want to cover is um oh, that's what, that's the what is a tonight, patrol?
1: Second time tonight I've oh. done it. Bloody earplugs. Sorry. <laughs> i one of those in-ear pieces. Yeah. Um,
0: what's what a patrol? What's, what's it used for? Why? Um, and what are the benefits?
1: Well, I mean, for me, the, the highlighted one for me would be obviously uncovering new ground that has not otherwise been explored yet or sort of wrecked, if you like. Um and ensuring like a perimeter, a secure perimeter around your harbor area or an area that you need to protect. So you'd put out, you wouldn't just put everyone in one little basket. You'd have a like a roaming patrol if you like. So it'd be yeah, I'd say for um, oh, how would you describe it? Yeah, sort of like obviously wrecking areas of the map. I'd say it's audio. going for a
0: walk to just get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot the of the land way of and,
1: yeah. and and like a, and, and for security as well, sort of thing. Would be the two main ones. Obviously, you've got the others like the, You've got the your actual recce patrol, to go out and get eyes on and things like that. Stay standing, standing patrol and things like that. Um, but yeah, that'd be the the general bubble of a, a patrol. I'd be to get mm. eyes on the ground and security for your, uh, for your for the immediate area that you're in. That'd yeah. Be, uh, so
0: we've obviously talked about stag duty previously. I mean, one one of the things with having a patrol uh, from a defensive point of view is obviously you can have you, you can't necessarily defend a wider perimeter with the same number of people. You know, you, if you want to say, say you've got like um, a 20 man team or, or 20 person team and you're defending an area, it's a lot more efficient to defend a smaller area with like a, a fixed position and then have sort of roaming patrols going out and sweeping uh, and sort of trying to intercept the enemy before they get to your position. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's obviously, you got the benefits of that. Um, I mean, you, yeah, can, even get it, up it, your you can also test it. Yeah, it yeah.
1: Like almost going out poking your its nest, do you know what I mean? Just see if you can, you'll know, sort of aggravate a bit, see if you can get a contact, try and get eyes on, count some guns, and then sort of report back. Um, which would be almost like your standing patrol, I guess, in a way. It's almost like almost going out looking for enemy numbers, pal- pal- you know, patterns of movement. Uh, it- <sighs> Obviously, the mill sims and stuff like that. I mean, from what Harry's described there, obviously that would work amazingly well at the at a sterling event if they, if, they, if they've got the ground for it. You know, some events obviously you have to do a little bit tongue in cheek patrolling because obviously some of the sites aren't enormous, so you can mm-hmm. see quite far at some sites, and it's not easy, it's not that hard to work out certain things. But you know, you you go through the motions as such. But certainly on large sites, you know, I think patrolling is hundred percent coming or, or heavily built up sites. So, you know, lots of vegetation. Um, where there is trails and tracks and stuff, and you haven't got a clear line of sight for a couple of hundred metres, then I'd say patrolling would be essential mm. for them, just for, just purely for getting eyes on and b- building up a bit of a picture. And it's good for you. It's, it's good for individual taskings for for teams within a, a, a large sort of like platoon or section, whatever you want to call it, your NATO side or your OP4 side. It's breaking them in, into four, your four little fire teams or your four platoons and sort of going out. Um, on your various patrols for your different taskings, depending on what they'll be, whether it's like a mission tasking, you're going to patrol out of your PB to carry out that task, whatever it might be. Uh, you also do like a roaming patrol around your harbour area or your PB. Then you've got your recce patrols to go and get eyes on and, and feed intel back to them, build a tasking for another team to do. So yeah, it's it, it, I think it's a it's a big part of a of a of a, of a structured Milsom event sort of thing. Hundred percent.
0: Rage says patrol equals a tactical ramble. Yeah, man. Don't disagree with that one. <laughs> uh, James C. Patrolling: a method of movement over terrain with each member observing an arc of fire designed to protect the patrol and enable observation. My guy. Bang on, bang on, one there. Yep,
1: uh, absolutely.
0: He also says that's the basic. Uh, depends on type: standing, QRF, uh, recce, combat, clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more, but my brain, my brain's not recalling it. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, what did I figure out? Was it recce, standing? Um there was three, I was I was known as three main ones. recce, standing a fighting patrol. Hmm. Was like the, the the three sort of main the ones. Combat one. Yeah, basically you go out of like a yeah. full a full section or a full, you know, like a couple of NCOs and like your full complement of like whether it's ten or what you know, twelve man said a twelve man section or whatever it'd be, going out looking for trouble basically. And if you do get into trouble, you've got the means there to sort of deal with it. Whereas like your your fighting patrol is going out to more get eyes on. And if you do get into a, a opportune moment, you've got you've got the means to get out of it. And then obviously ah. your recce is to remain completely presence patrol as
0: a presence as well. patrol as well.
1: Oh, okay. So I guess is that Presumably... sort of like a static-y sort of in a one location crossroads or maybe or something like that or or, or a feature. I've not heard that. I mean,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know for the um, the army obviously, but I'm, I'm in airsoft. It obviously enables you to have just boots on the ground. Hmm. Um, you know, rather than have people just standing around not doing anything, it obviously allows. Units of people that are in play that you can then, you know, from yeah. I mean, for me, me as well, you can you can act on.
1: It gives them. Um, it gives people that obviously as well haven't been to a site a chance to sort of almost visit some areas, some key locations, and get an eye, get an idea of what it's like out on the ground as well. Um I think they're particularly effective um, a lot during obviously during the day. It also gives people a chance to sort of get eyes on of any potential hazards that are going to be that don't really come to mind during the day, but are going to be there at night. You know, sort of like some ditches, you know, where the ground falls away, things like that. Because obviously daytime, you can, there's hazards you'll see during the day. You wouldn't even consider as hazards. But then as soon as that nightfall comes down, you're like, oh shit. You know what I mean? You've got that foot deep trench or something like that that you, you can quite easily see. But then at nighttime, it's just like, well, where's an ankle breaker right there? Or some low-lying branches, things like that. Anything, that can just snag your goggles, whip them off your face or get you straight in your eye. You know, anything like that sort of becomes, mm. everything's magnetized at, at nighttime. You know what I mean? It's It's, it's amplified. Um, a hell of a lot magnetised yeah night patrols yeah, I mean, are a for, different beaches the beast. ditches
0: as well it gives you somewhere to go as well so for example if you are well this is it yeah you've, you you to dive cover, into cover you know it. that it's there mm. um, but, uh, James C says the pens uh, can be more likely patrolling into a friendly area to reassure the locals that you're there to support them
1: oh uh, okay yeah so sort of like sort of soft like soft hats and sort of stuff like that nicey nicely. Yeah. Kenny yeah.
0: says more to show boots on the ground hearts and minds
1: hmm yeah, cool. Okay. Presence patrol, yeah. right? Okay, I remember that one.
0: I want to just dive back because there's, there's an interesting chat happening uh, with Harry. He's talking about his um, Sterling event. Uh, he said they took the PB with 20 plus packs and um, my water and then five minutes later, Op Four took it back with just two packs. Proper fucked us up the rear. Um,
1: so nice. And like was there? Was I mean, so obviously you took their PB, Harry. Was a patrol immediately put out after you took it or was you all sort of like hunkered in there inside their pb or did you get eyes on sort of thing maybe that's be something to sort of bear in mind for next time as mm. soon as you've taken it i think that's what the crack is is that with the standing patrol so you say you took an area you'd have like a clearance patrol for it so you, you you fought to a position you've taken it you carry on pushing through that position and then you sort of reorg and then you get a patrol out it's obviously for to watch for a, for a counter attack i suppose or some description i'm not sure, but in my mind, I'm sort of thinking that's what would be put in place. Obviously, you've taken that area now, but they're going to be either pissed about it, going to come back. Or still hiding in there. That's that's where the clearance bit comes through. You know, you say you take a building, although you've, Oh yeah, fair enough, you've taken that building or that compound, but push through it, push through it and beyond it for a few metres just to make sure there's not like a secondary, other side of the road, on a ditch or anything like that. Hmm. and then obviously you come back and then collapse back on it if you have to or um, and then get your, your sort of roaming patrol out there for a perimeter sort of sweep yes that sounds good though. them sternum events do sound good
0: Andrew was on the up for. he said what you needed was a comfy sofa in the PB not the fob <laughs>
1: <laughs> fair play so, uh, so why uh, stand Harry, when you can sit yeah
0: Harry also said uh, apparently the tube was hot enough to make a brew after dropping 11
1: fair so. play mate that's what we like
0: I do, I do like. Uh, yeah, what if you could I oh, tell
1: you what. I wonder if you could lay bacon rashers over it whilst it's firing. There's nothing like the smell Possibly. of bacon cooking. Oh. <laughs> or, a, or a calamari ring.
0: I mean, that's a very oh. inefficient way to cook bacon. I'm probably
1: guessing. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. You know, or some, a calamari uh, of, ring. What are you rolling ring, it down the tube? Rings of calamari over the top. It's equal. It'll surely be. I'm very comfortable
0: heat. with my sexuality as I just roll it's this calamari down one more calamari. Oh, 11 of you.
1: <laughs> That's
0: a fishy Bergen. Um, uh, Harry says they hunkered in and set up a perimeter, which four then broke through. Two crazy dudes, laden with bangs, then wiped us out.
1: Oh, blimey! Well, there you go. Sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) So, right. So, in terms of in terms of going on a patrol, um, from your perspective, what would be how, how do you start a patrol you've obviously got your tasking right we're going out on patrol uh, regardless of what we're going to be doing out on patrol um what's what's the next step
1: well obviously you'll get you'll be given you'll be given your brief what's required of you what you're asked to do where you've got to go um that's obviously then will be laid back to your to your section in my eyes you know it'll be this is what we've got this is the plan um this is what we've got to try and achieve this is what how long we're going to be out for um this is what's required of us to bring or or bring back. Um, any specialist equipment that we need to take with us, whether it might be for a uh, like camera for photography or, or or anything like that, or we, we're going to go out and set some traps for early evening. We're going to go out and lay a perimeter, some some debts or something like that out there. Um, so it's making sure that your section is fully briefed on what your aim is to achieve, um, your route of march, where you're going to go in at. I mean, obviously you're you're putting like your your emergency rally points on route as you go. You know, you'd indicate that. If it, you know, if the shit hits the fan, this is our first one. This is our second one. Blah 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 blah. Um, it'd just be for me. It'd just be making sure that everyone's on the same page as to what we've got to go and do, how we're going to do it, and obviously making sure that everyone's squared away before we leave to do it. Do you know what I mean? Making sure all the mm-hmm. kids squared away, all your mags are bombed up, pouches are shut, all this sort of stuff. I'm getting antivirus messages again, Mike. Oh, it's now too me. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that's it. Just making sure everyone's on the same page and um those that are obviously going on the patrol are all fully squared away and it's a nice mm. nice and crisp you know everyone's aware of you know the disciplines, especially when it comes to night time noise and light um a, a, a grasp on some sort of very basic hand signals i don't think you need to be i didn't do anything then i literally have not touched anything this is you mike
0: it's not to do with me oh
1: my god while you're getting right. that sorted out the
0: um i mean one yes, of the things right. that i know that we sort of find quite useful is when you're out on a patrol is almost setting like a patrol order um so for example your TL uh, or whoever's sort of running the patrol will take the opportunity to establish who's at the on the point um and that might change depending on night vision capability thermal capability and anything like that uh, so using our uh, DEA event uh, uh, defiant uh, red tide <coughs> we had um I think it was a unit of about 10, 10 or 12. Hey, come back. Uh, cool. We had about 10 or 12, and we <laughs> um, we spread the night vision between. We had one guy on point with night vision. I think that was yourself, Lance, possibly, because um, you had That'd the thermal, thermal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had a guy in the middle, guy at the back with night vision as well. Um, everyone else didn't have night vision, uh, but by doing that, it meant that we had a bit of capability. We are all in contact with each other over comms. Um, everyone knows kind of their order in the patrol then as well. So when you're moving around, you know who the guy in front of you and who the guy at the back of you, uh, behind you is.
1: Yeah, order um, of march and all that, and obviously, and obviously checking the guy to your front, to your rear. You know what I mean? 360 and every now and again, um and obviously being aware of the hand signals. um And just, yeah, Josie, just just having an air of uh, mindfulness about you as to what's. I've nearly done it again. Oh, bloody earpiece! Um, yeah, just keeping your head on the swivel really when you're out on patrol. Hmm you know, looking out for the... Uh, and anything you spot along the way, you know, if it, if it's if it's a valid reason for calling it in, call it in. You know, send it down the line mm-hmm. to, your, to your TL or your, or your TIC or something like that because it might be something that they've missed that you picked up on. And if it's not, if it's not of importance, you'll, you know, I'm sure you'll soon get heckled for it.
0: Hmm. Blah, blah, blah. No, so, I mean, we looked at that. depending on the event, it might even be things like... Uh, it, it won't just necessarily be players moving in the tree line. Um, you could have, like, an upturned bucket, for example. We, we stopped... Um, once to go and basically because we weren't sure if it was an IED well that's, um,
1: that was part of the briefing before we went out on the patrol exactly. so, you, the, so we, you know, we knew a large that was part IED of that threat, event you know um
0: so it was quite annoying because it it turned out to be nothing um and the IED team took a long time to get there to tell us it was nothing but then that's the whole immersion aspect that's um, it yeah you know you one so, minute
1: you're on a patrol the next minute you're setting a perimeter around a potential IED if you like mm. IED for the for the threat um which was cool. You know, it adds another element to your, what you thought was going to be a standard sort of like, um, presence patrol, if you like, um, turned into be sort of like a bit more potential contact there. And, and, you know, um, obviously fortunately it wasn't, you no, know, unfortunately it wasn't for the excitement side of it, but fortunately it wasn't, you know, for our team, you know, it was all good. All good. Yeah.
0: Harry says the Sterling event was, uh, it was riddled with debt traps, no remote wireless debts allowed due to possible radio interference, setting them off. Uh, it was called patrolling out, laying vehicle IEDs at night.
1: Yeah, nice man, excellent. So, That's cool. really good.
0: I do, I do like it when there's IEDs and there's other elements of just rather than it's just literally force on force. You know, you've got potentially traps and bits and pieces that you've got to keep an eye out for.
1: Hundred um, percent, yeah.
0: I know the was it the last October event that we went to where they had uh, I can't remember if you were there or not. To be fair, uh, I know Wayne and Danny were. They were they were literally tripwise in that set around. Um, there was a few times where, you know, we were sort of moving through the tree line.
1: Where was the last Octo event at? Uh, the Battle Lakes. I don't think yeah, we were was, there. Oh, no, I wasn't there because that was when you were riding the quad bike, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that no, was I wasn't there for that yeah, one. I was yeah. way, I believe, I was wearing Horry yeah.
0: So there was um, Padre's unit was basically running around setting up um, Beasley mines against trees and bits and pieces like that with the uh, sort of fishing line trip line
1: yeah perfect perfect. uh, they're really effective they're so good
0: it just makes a massive difference when you're walking through a forest you actually have to keep an eye out on the ground as well as in front of you Um, so yeah it definitely adds an element to the game
1: um the good she thing with those work. Beasley alarms is, is obviously you can set two trips off of them. I mean, you could really set three mm. if you wanted to. I mean, if you've got a central point, I mean, obviously the kill radius is been five metres of it. So obviously don't be a div and make a 15 metre wire that someone could trip at 40 <laughs> metres because that's just going to set off your booby trap and not kill them. So keep yeah. it at five metres or 4.5 if you want to be super safe. But there's nothing stopping you having a central tree with your Beasley alarm and then two lines coming off of it. So then you're, mm. it's, you're essentially four and a half metres each but you've got nine metre tripping area there. So you might not get matey on the left, but you'll certainly get one on the right perhaps. So that's always something to bear in mind. He's having two lines coming off the one ring pull. So it don't matter then. Mm.
0: Or oh, the other option is you could set the busy mine 30 metres away, run a cable back to your position and then just... You can it.
1: do it, yeah, almost almost, <laughs> almost sort of like claymore s. you know, the old clacker, yeah. and just give it a tug. Make sure that you've got to be careful, though, especially if you use fishing line, there's not much flex in it. You know, you've got to use a strong, yeah. almost use a braid or even... I'd even go as far as um, if you go on to Dragon Supplies and all this... Um, uh, a, a spool of their comms cord, which is what I've used for my MTP basher for the uh, jungle knots. It's like 1.5 mil. It's really small stuff, but it's wicked, wicked strong. Mm. So I've just completely done my my new basher with that, which I'm yet to test out. I'm actually, going to go and test that little job for the weekend. I think. <laughs> so um, uh, but yeah, all good stuff.
0: Yeah, Liz says Mike, don't forget about in the mill some Apoc where we were looking for IEDs. Yes, yeah, so um, that I think we've talked about that before, but that was the event where we had the Valon there as well, mm-hmm. um, which turned out to be less useful than we thought it was going to be because there's lots of metal in the ground. Because uh, made ground is full of all sorts of bits of screws and metals and things like that. So.
1: Yeah, ring, plus you've got ring thing. pulls for days, haven't you? Off of exactly. Grenades exactly, and stuff exactly like that. Which a with a Valon,
0: which doesn't really discriminate that much for an untrained user. Um, mm. I was just like, there's metal everywhere.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> we walked right into a field. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, Kenny says as well, pyrotechnic rocket mines, uh, rocket engines. Sorry, make great perimeter trip mines as trip flares as well. Um, obviously, be aware of what your site allows you to use. Um, don't don't just rock up with shit tons of fireworks, basically, because that, that yeah, can obviously you must check check, check that
1: you can you, are yeah. covered to use out there at that site for different okay. bits and bobs. Yeah, always important to check that out.
0: Um, so patrol discipline. So obviously we've kicked ourselves up. We're all sorted out. We know what order we're in. We're going out on patrol. Um, what are some of the things we need to bear in mind when we're out and about?
1: Um, I think, again, it all comes back to what sort of patrol you're going out on. Like um, like the new one that um, – was it Kenny or was it Kenny that mentioned the presence patrol? I think it was. Uh, James. James, sorry. Um, obviously, that one there, you're going to be going sort of soft hats, um, your weapons at ready, but not, well, certainly not sort of – I wouldn't say they were shouldered and you're not clearing arcs And you know, if you're going into a, a friendly village. Even Terry, my son. Um, and again, yeah. So you're you're trying to sort of it's a hearts and minds thing. You're not going to go in, laden with, grenades <laughs> and bloody all sorts yeah. on display. LMGs, mortars, all of that. You know, pe- you know, just putting a muzzle into people's faces and that. It's going to be very different. So you know, so setting yourself up for that, and then making sure obviously that your sections aware of what you're being asked to do. You know, because it only takes sort of one. Someone and it harks back to us, you know, the, the dicking around when you leave the fob and just oh, boop, boop, boop. oh, your gun works. You know, that's just like, yeah, don't do that. Make sure it works on the range before you go. Or, or I'm, I'm pretty sure if you fired it two minutes ago, it's probably still working. You'd be all right, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I um, <laughs> you'd hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've certainly never seen any sort of like British army going leaving a PB in Afghanistan in a documentary. And say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still working, lad. yeah. <laughs> LMG, <laughs> yeah. you've got no ammo left, but you know, it's going to make for a lighter walk. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's that. And then, again, it's just being clear in, in what you're being asked to achieve yeah. mm-hmm. and, and, and making sure that you're squared away. And if you're in a buddy system, making sure you're, you're your mate in front of you. He's, he's, you know, if he's if he's got a, if he's got a day sack on and his buckles are let loose, on it, you know, just give him tap, tighten them up for him, or especially at night time because noise does travel, noise always carries a lot more at night. So you want to make sure and you'll be uber quiet. You know, what I mean, don't want any of that battle rattle going on. You know, your keys clinking around and pocket change from the burger wagon clanging around in your pocket. You know, what I mean, get it sorted out and put it into a pouch that's going to be secure and, and stop noise and stuff like that. And then, and just conducting yourself as a patrol, you know what I mean. It, it, make, it makes you feel good. It p- 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 makes you p- puts you into the immersion a bit more. You know, if you if you're going out sort of half-assed, thinking, oh, you know, we we're doing this, and you know, and then you get whopped in the side of the head by a BB because you weren't looking at the area you're supposed to be covering, and then that then gets lays to you know three or four of you get hit out, and then you've got like an eight-man patrol that's got half strength because people are down waiting to get mediced. You know, potentially one of your medics been hit. It's just the ball lakes, you know. So just you know, just get into it. That's the main thing for me. It's just, abs- you know, just, just throw yourself into it and enjoy it. It's good fun. It's a good practice. I love doing it. I mean, like, the best patrol I've ever done was a wrecking patrol. We didn't fire a shot, but I think we saw one or two people. It was like a four and a half, five hour patrol at a Legion event. And it was wicked fun. Just moving off slowly, you know, methodically, clearing wood blocks and that, clearing a couple of compounds, hooking back around the back of the village and back up to our PB. It was wicked. I loved it. So good. So good. I'd be interested
0: to know from from those in the chat that have been uh, probably more uh, Op 4 than uh, sort of Blue 4 roles. Um, do you guys kind of get instructed with how to react to the various patrols and things? So I, I know that um, from, from sort of the Blue 4 perspective, when you're out on patrol, you, ultimately it's an airsoft event. You're there for two days. Generally, you know that the Op 4 positions are going to be the enemy. So you know you're you're going to be up against them at some point. They're going to be armed, so there's always that element of you know I've got, I'm keeping eyes on you. I'm keeping an eye out. I'm keep, you know I'm making sure that no one's acting suspicious now. Um, but I think that's the one thing probably for me that detracts slightly from the airsoft perspective is that you know ultimately with the, with the kind of the arc of the game you're going to be ending up uh, usually on the Sunday just in a full-on firefight. Um, And there's never, there's never enough kind of like NPC interaction. So, you know, like, you know, ultimately you are two teams and there's never enough kind of like middle ground people that you're not meant to shoot. You're probably just going to have like that role play engagement with. So I'd be interested to know from the OP4 side of things, whether you kind of get that same effect, whether, you know, you have that kind of reaction i mean the i don't know about you lance a lot with the role play stuff tends to be more on the uh, earlier side of the events
1: yeah yeah it's almost establishing a baseline for the story isn't it when mm. it first kicks when you when you first get that sort of boots on the ground if you like um it'd be good to see i mean like was obviously one event um at apoc a few years back there was supposed to have been a lot more into interaction with like npcs and things like that which sort of wasn't fed back to the op 4 side if you like correctly um I won't go into details. I bore everyone, um, but if we on patrols. Net we should have been encountering, you know, like the random couple of dudes just at the side of the track. Not really sure what they're doing there. Not really have a great explanation as to why they're there or the reasons for them being there. Do you know what I mean? Things like that were supposed to be in place, which would have made it, you know, wicked mm. to lead on to other stuff. But unfortunately, that wasn't in place. So having having those things, having those interactions when you're out and about is always good. You know, it would be quite easy for just having like a your your farmer, if you like, squat at the side of the road, as you've seen in many of your documentary and things like that, or just sort of, sort of pop up and then see guys coming towards him and go oh, panic a bit, panicky and duck down. Cause <laughs> then he could just be placing a explosive or setting an ambush, or he could just be oh shit, there's a load of armed guys coming towards me. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's then putting it into your mind is like right, okay, we've got a male fighting age. You know what's his intentions and things like that, and you got you got it. Always amuses sort of,
0: me when we have that at airsoft because
1: it—they're all that. <laughs> like, you know, and it's, for the most yeah, part, they're yeah, all yeah, owl, they, yeah. They're all fighting age. <laughs> but it's it's it's, it's that whole Farmer
0: um, looking for owls, like, exactly. Yeah, like...
1: but it's that whole um. You know, it's your it's your um uh, rules of engagement coming into it. Then didn't they? It's like well, by rights, he's not armed. He's not shown us any threat. Mm. You've got to until and it, it, almost you're walking into it, but you can't do anything about it until it kicks off, it's essentially. You know, you could certainly stop and get him to approach you rather than you going to where he's been because you don't know what's going to be at that location. I'm guessing, you know, that's just purely mm. a stab in the dark there. I'm guessing that's what I'd probably do is ask him to approach you rather than you go to him. Um but then it's it and it adds it adds that element to a patrol where you were just doing a standard patrol down a track, but then you come across this now. So you're calling that in and it's creating potentially another another channel for your for a secondary team to go on. You know what I mean? If you've got some intel out of email, I've just come from compound five um and you find some bags of wires or something like that, or batteries or something like that, and you think, well, hello, we call this in. There's a QRF team or, or a quick hit team going out now to hit that compound because it could be, you know, it could be explosives or anything going on there, you know, you don't know. But, yeah, that's cool. That's always cool. So that's why it's, it's, it's benefiting, you know, keeping your head on the swivel on the patrol, looking out for things that wouldn't otherwise be there. Um, it's always good because it always adds elements to the game, which is more exciting. Mm. It's always cool.
0: I do like it. I, I do like the whole role-play aspect. And w- when things pop up and it, it makes you think.
1: Yeah, definitely. Not it certainly just, makes it.
0: You're not just, oh, yeah, point and shoot type thing. It's, it's that whole shoot, no shoot scenario. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. As Rage says, um, some events you do so Legion tend to tell the Op4 how to behave when civilian pops
1: the ocean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I guess for me, it's I'd like to see more non, non-shooting players during the event, and I and I don't mean. People that were shooting five minutes ago and now civilians because they don't have a gun anymore. Because no, that's there's bullshit. a lot I of times them. where
1: yeah, <laughs> I'll shoot them because it's like nah, exactly mate, because I've I seen them. Doing, I, I know that they shot
0: them. at me. Like <laughs> yeah, if it's like two <laughs> hours that. later,
1: that's a different story. <laughs> or two or three hours later, that's different. You know, yeah. the only thing the only critique I've got with some Civ Pop at Legion is when if we do get into a firefight and you've got you've got a, like six or eight armed combatants at a building and we get into a contact. And then, but then you've got civilians there that aren't armed. They'll just sort of literally like lean against the wall, like about three or four foot away from you, and watch you have a firefight. Whereas by by rights, you think they'd be sort of ducking for cover or legging it into a building, so they're away from it. That's why sometimes I think that's a bit like, come on, guys, fuck off, fuck off. You know what I mean? It just it just seems a bit weird that there's a guy you're 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 trying to coordinate a firefight, and there's a guy like sit there with a roll up, just like. (laughs) <laughs> on a on a on a, on a, on, a, on like a rock, just sitting there, what just watching you, like just watching, just watching. You know, it's like no, you should be running away now. All the bombs yeah. are going off. You need to run away and hide, <laughs> <laughs> please, because <laughs> make me feel awkward. <laughs> yeah.
0: but that's the thing; it's difficult because you know, I mean, ultimately, with with the whole um, immersion aspect, you know, a lot of the NATO sides are collecting intel on their opponents. Mm. So, you know, we're taking pictures, we're, we're we're noting certain characters and the like. So it is really quite difficult if you've got someone that, you know, drops in and out of different roles within the same event. Because, um, for example, you, Lance, you know, um, do you remember, I think it was James um, at one of the APOC events. I think he's got, you know, he'd quite helpfully come up with like five or six different characters And whilst he's, Mm. you know, really committed to that and he's sort of changing the look a bit about about each person, fundamentally it is still him dressed up. And I think for the whole immersion point of view, it's helpful if you have different people. So, you know, once you've identified someone as a potential target, they are still a target, you know. But then it's tricky because if you kill them in Airsoft, they're not dead dead. You know, they, they just go back and respawn and then they are back in the game. So are they then a different person? It's this whole See, that's where I think it's quite good with Gunman. Confusion. Whereas if
1: if you do if you do wallop a character, that character's gone. Hmm. They don't come back. That is that, that that character is then gone. Whether that person comes back as a different someone else, or a whole different get up or anything like that, then that's cool. Yeah. But that, that so that particular character, once it has been walloped, then that's it, then it's game over, sort of thing for them, which I hmm. think is quite cool. It's good to have that, definitely.
0: Uh, Kenny's hoping to play an NPC at the next stalker event which should be fun
1: so Ooh. cool nice uh, I like it
0: Andrew Taylor says this vice sterling um, vice Ster- uh, we we're allowed to drop weapons and belt kit and walk around as civvies NATO still shoot us then it's investigated as a war crime I think I think that's part of the problem is the fact that if you've identified someone who's got belt kit on in, in one point in the game and then you know 20 minutes half hour two hours later you see that same person Realistically, you would be going.
1: They've you. just
0: taken their. They've taken their gun off. <laughs> That's all they've yes. done. They're still the same person. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, it is tricky on that front. But yeah, every game needs a Vernon and a Mason.
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it, that's what makes it <laughs> a patrolling more difficult, and that's what makes it, I think, an essential part for events, especially from a NATO point of view, you know. Um, and like, like I said back at the beginning, you know, if and it's if people are new to a site, it's great. Get them out on roaming patrols. Get them to patrol to a to a to a point of interest on the map and come back a, di- a different route back to your PB. You know, get them get them used to it. Especially, obviously, if it's going through the night as well, it's only going to help. Get them, give them eyes on the ground, sort of thing. And then, you, obviously, you can't beat the intel that you'll get back as a. As like um, a zero, or whatever it is, you the role that I might be playing for an event or something like that, getting getting feedback from patrols that are out there, it helps you build a picture. Then, which is always a bonus. Hmm.
0: Do you want to um, do you want to just go into some of these types of patrols? I know in the show doc you've written a few notes out. Yeah, well, yeah. To talk I mean, about um, reconnaissance
1: first. So yeah, let's check the 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 recce patrol or the recon, or recon? patrol or, or recon. <laughs> yes, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did look at it, and I said reconnaissance patrols, and I thought they have got something there, the Yanks. It does clearly say recon if you take away the rest of the letters. Yeah, cob like corn. <laughs> oh, cob <laughs> corn. No, not going into that. Yeah, just yeah, just out of interest. On a side, do we all say corn on the cob? Just 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 a why in the chat before. It's quicker I've, to say cob corn. <laughs> I've always said corn on the cob. But Mike so here says cob corn. Was it you had nice Sweet, uh, baked sweet potato with mince and cob corn?
0: Cob corn, yeah. Because it's no. quicker to say.
1: No, um, it's corn on the cob. Just before it's, we also get recce into It's and it's corn on the cob. Yes, corn on the cob. Before we get you. into
0: the um, reconnaissance... <laughs> That's the only itself.
1: answer I wanted, Rage's one. <laughs> as long as Rage says yes, then it's all good.
0: <laughs> um, before we get into the reconnaissance patrol, I know Terry and Rage were mentioning something about a um, patrol rehearsal. Um, could you put a little bit of information in the chat because I'd like to come back to that. Um corn on the cob. I know it's corn on the cob, but it's quicker to say cob corn. Maybe
1: yeah, that sounds weird because you've never said cob corn before. Cob corn cob corn. It's just another you know, weird the more I say it the weirder it is. It's like if you keep saying corn. <laughs> Terry on my says knob.
0: corn on my knob.
1: <laughs> nice. Boom boom. It's clearly corn on the cob. Thank you John. Corn on the cob. Yes, corn on the cob. All right. <laughs> Reconnaissance but, patrols. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. So, so yes. So, y- your your reconnaissance patrol or your recce patrol. So basically, um, uh, it's, a, it's a very minimal team. You know, like you're, you'll have like your two IC and a couple of a bots, couple of riflemen, perhaps. Corn comes on, cob. Just thought it was green giant. King. <laughs> green giant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and obviously, a recce patrol will be put into uh, a situation where they need to be very, very quiet, very, very secretive get into a position to observe um, enemy movements or a location where enemy are patrolling to or leaving from to get either eyes on a specific target, um, specific intelligence, photograph, um, uh, recce troop numbers, vehicles, anything like that at all, um, in a way of not being seen whilst they're infilling and exfilling. So literally no one ever knew they were there, but they've, they've gathered a shit ton of intel on an enemy position or a, a, an activity of some description that something something that's happened or carried out or providing eyes on for a, a a fighting force that are coming up on their one of their flanks or something like that so they've got eyes on the ground ahead of the main force coming in which is always good which is more like i'm guessing sort of like your your sniper teams or your pathfinder type thing um in the real world i'm guessing you know Fucking please shoot me down if I'm wrong, <laughs> which I probably am. Um, but from an airsoft point of view, yeah, recce you'll be going out, getting eyes on, need you to ID this target or this person, feed it back to us, where they've gone, where they've come from, you know, how many people they've got with them, this, you know, stuff like that, you know, um, weapons and things like that people are carrying. Uh, and uh, from, from a Milson point of view, that's pretty much it for a recce patrol, you know what I mean? It is, it is what it is, you know, it's going in without being seen, observing, and then exfilling without being seen. Um, Back to your back to your P B or back to your FOB to uh, to relay the Intel and you gather it out on the ground. Which would be cool. Or even going out with a with a little drone and sending that up and feeding it straight back to zero, that'd be quite cool. Just watching it live on the screen, sort of unfolding, that'd be quite cool. I'd like to do that. Yeah, so that's that's sort of like your basis of a of a recce patrol. I mean, Mike, have you had any situations where we've uh, events that we've been to where that's been sort of called into practice and you've been out on one? Ever, or...
0: Yeah, I don't think we've ever done any particular recce patrols i think it's generally been um patrols and then just obtain any information that you can if mm. that Makes sense so it, it's rather than going out with the specific task of keeping an eye on something um that being said you know it, it's it's well within my understanding of of how to play airsoft in in terms of you know that's something that we can do um we've just never had that specific tasking basically mm, um, mm, mm.
1: I mean, to be fair, I mean a lot of the time when we've been to events, we've I mean, Christ, the last Legion event, we were fourteen up, weren't we? Yeah. So you, it's going to be it's quite. a bit of a point. people. A re- to recon to- patrol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: no, you probably get fourteen on a recon patrol because that'd be American and noisy and not very yeah, exa- good. Well, that's if, what if I it mean. A, like, it just like storming, just a, like if it, if it was a clean cut recce patrol,
0: it would be just like a, a load of tourists control. just running around, just taking
1: pictures and everything. It would just be. <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God! Look at that guy. Yeah. Imagine uh, that would be thing... a very cloak and dagger way of doing it. Just go, yeah. hey, you guys! going <laughs> go take a few snapshots here. <laughs> My camera one thing roar. I was just...
0: Well, while we were just talking about that, one thing that just sort of came to mind is uh, a question I'm going to throw out there, which is if, if you're out on a patrol and you, you are taking photos, you're like the designated person to take photos on your phone or a camera or something like that, do people generally tend to delete the photos if they die? Or um so so that camera never makes it back with an alive person um does anyone go to the effort of actually t- deleting those photos because i'm just thinking that that should be done really like if those photos are
1: well it depends if you've been blown up or not cuz yeah. you're still taking a picture even if you've been shot as long as you've been shot after you took the picture then the camera's still there isn't it
0: cuz to me that's some that that'd be a brilliant op for tasking um you know, in terms of, oh right, if if anyone's taking a picture of us, we need to kill that person and take the camera off them, or, or delete the pictures or something like that. Mm,
1: mm. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a good shout. I mean, I, I th- mm. certainly agree. If someone's been blown up with Intel, I mean, a lot of, I mean, literally all events are be if you're blown up when you ca- you're carrying in game equipment or something. Assets that is then that, like is that, that is then yeah, yeah. Yeah, assets. That is then null and void. There, that's been blown up. So whether you leave it on the ground where you were blown up or it gets returned to the to a, to an event staff member, and then mm. it gets put back into game somehow. I don't know, um, but yeah, no, it's a good shout. It's a good it's a good point to make. I mean, I'm sure if you were captured, and they said, um, you know, and you have been out on a patrol and you you have gathered intel, then I'm sure they must they might be able to introduce a method of saying, you know, any intelligence you've gathered out on the ground or blah blah blah, some speech they've got to make to you, is now, you know, a null and void. You know, you, mm. any photographs you've taken. Um, from the point of where you've come out, not saying that you've gathered intelligence from yesterday, which is sort of still on your phone, but it's it's already been handy, and that doesn't matter. It's just an interesting
0: point. I mean, maybe maybe it's it's something for game organisers to sort of take on board and actually equip teams with a camera. So Kenny's really
1: dissecting this uh, cob corn. (laughs) If the cob is the (laughs) internal part of the corn on the cob, how can the cob be on the corn? (laughs) It's cob corn. So it's corn from cob cob. Yeah, but the corn is on the cob. Isn't
0: it? Yeah, it was like it car usually, wash. You don't you know? You wash the car, but it's still a car wash. Cup,
1: or, did just that, or did you corn have? Or did you have the corn from the cob? Oh, I don't was know. The cop, um, was the cob the cob still there? We met
0: it. I think we can chat about this next week on the general Q and A. We'll bring that one back up. Um, I, I I think going back to the camera point of view, I think it would be an interesting thing to actually equip teams with like some cheap digital cameras, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it could be a case of, you know, Op 4. Because, again, you know, this this is hard for me because I've only really attended uh, games as either Blue 4 or PMC element. Um, never never directly Op 4. And it's something I actually genuinely want to do soon because I think it would be a proper laugh to to do it. I always look and see the Op 4 generally probably having more fun sometimes than NATO. Um, mm. But maybe maybe it's something that a task. I think Op 4, so, yes, it's a bit more free and easy, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Mm. From an not full point of view, that'd be cool. I'd like to put my AK out in the field and get some mud in it as well. I know that much. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this space. Watch this space. let do
0: that at the weekend. Um, do you want to talk about standing patrols?
1: Yeah, so a standing patrol is very much a similar well, it's it's um it's not, no, it's, not really, it's not really, it's not really your presence patrol. He's standing patrol. Um, sorry, my phone's going mad because my daughter's at scouts tonight and they're caving. So I'm getting about 900 photos sent to me at the moment just for my notes. Um, so it's a it's 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 kind of like a light recce, if you like. You're sort of like into an area of sort of like unpatrolled ground, um, listening out for enemy movements, watching for any like tr- any troop transports, things like that. Weapons being taken from here to there, resupply routes, things like that. Um, and basically, sort of, it's almost like holding new ground as a standing patrol. I think. Before, correct me if I'm wrong, please, Kenny James. Les Terry, a uh, rage. <laughs> All the guys that have got loads James. of experience with it. James is the man. Um, But um yeah, the first what I can get from a, a standing patrol would be sort of like a light recce patrol. With a, I think I think you have an additional guys with you for that because obviously you can get into a contact or if it, if the opportunity arises for you to uh, to to do something, then you've got the capabilities to do it. Whereas a recce, it's very very small, you know, very clandestine, in and out, you know, no no fucking about sort of thing. Just get you in, come back. Um, whereas the standing patrol is is more of a combat-ready recce, if you like, which is holding a bit of new ground just to sort of test the waters almost, I'm guessing, Um, from from what I can gather from a bit bit of reading that I've done up on it and stuff. Um, Whether that comes into uh, Milsim or not is... I mean, mean, let's be honest, nine times out of ten, I mean, when I've done rotations for a team, it's been you've gone out on a mission tasking, which would obviously involve a patrol to a location... Um, we go out on a combat patrol, which is basically just a patrol of a designated area, like like a grid sweep. And if you do come across some targets, uh, which are, uh, you know, fair game, then yeah, by all means engage them. Obviously report back your findings. Um, And that can obviously lead on to a tasking when you're out in the field. Or you could, you might find that it might involve dropping into a recce situation where you think, look, we've just got the ground. We've got eyes on this. You've then gone from being in a fighting patrol to a to a recce um two or three of you push forward you know you're leaving sort of five six guys back um sort of guarding the rear while the other three going up on the, on that recce basis sort of thing so that 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 does change elements of a of any patrol within a milsim i think i think it's hard to sort of pigeonhole um i think the main ones for me would be your recce one and obviously it's like your fighting patrol or a general patrol um uh, for a milsim but then, but then I like, I like the I like the term of that presence patrol that uh, that James mentioned earlier mm. uh, as a way of saying you you're going to patrol for a village or a civilian air center or something like that as a bit of nicey nicey you know fist pumping and stuff like that which is quite cool but yeah st- standing patrol um I think in the main terms I think James we, we used to call it habit. our Frank
0: Spencer patrol didn't we because it was like we had the <laughs> we? we had those <laughs> stupid black berets
1: oh those oh my god I didn't even wear it the ones you should, oh my god, no, <laughs> they were like a faux speaker material. There was something there was, wrong with them, they, were they weren't a quite a right. hazard. Man, <laughs> you could honestly you could stand in the sun and this thing would just go. Voof. I was like, no way, I'm not wearing it, I'm not wearing it. Let's, let's just get khaki ones and be done with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Karen says, but that was the idea control. behind
1: our berries, wasn't it? It was, a, yeah. it was the whole soft approach, and then. Changing them to be able to do the bull, isn't it, for that for that purpose only? I thought yeah. they were quite cool as well. So a little Punisher badge on there. Yeah, I mean, we
0: definitely didn't in any way try and replicate actual serving units no. because we're very much against that. But it it, it was a nice uh, alternative to sort of trying to
1: make it look like. Oh, uh, I different... think Mike. I think there's pictures of Mike in one. I'm sorry, I know he. <laughs> I know he's got. Actually, I might have him on my phone. I'm gonna have to have a look back through.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kieran says uh standing patrol patrolling the perimeter of a fob.
1: Um okay, right, standing patrol, yeah. See, I thought that was a roaming patrol. Oh, I fucking see. I don't know. Standing, roaming. Patrol um, around just, the fob.
0: I want to just talk about um uh patrol rehearsal, rehearsal patrols. So uh oh, sorry, I've just lost it. Uh Terry says and uh, that's we oh, practice my beret patrolling. Just on there. My bearing. <laughs> that's where you practice patrolling actions Better. on drills, contact left, right, all-round defence, and actions on the objective.
1: So, like a pre-pre, yeah. So you rehearse before you go out, sort of thing. So everyone knows their positioning, um, and sort of like they sort of stand to positions. Well, that's that's <laughs> the sort of
0: thing. To be honest with you, I would like to learn a sort of like a, I say training, but I'd like to just get a little bit more gend up on some of this because I mean I'm letting you do a lot of the talking because I don't know a lot of this myself. You know, I've obviously can talk about my experiences and what I what I've done. Um, mm. But yeah, I, it's the sort of thing that I'd love to do at some point. So maybe, maybe we're just going out with. What well, else was that? Was what's
1: cautious. great with um with oh absolutely yeah, would so up for that. <laughs> but it was, it was good when we did our little NOFO event last year, didn't it? When we had Tom mm. gracious, know, thankfully come along and he'd done some trainings and bits, bit of actions on targets and that, and you know, assaulting enemy positions, things like that. And that apparently, you know, that went down really, really well. You know, it's him. Mm. Um, it was really good. It was really good to see. So um, I don't think there's any harm in it at all. You know how how far yeah. you want to take the training. You know I mean, so I know. Some people are sort of like religiously training like that, you know. But theres I don't think there's absolutely long when getting your team together, going over the woods for 24 hours or 48 hours uh, with someone who's very, very knowledgeable, like, you know, lots, lots of Terry and a, and a few of the gents in the chat there, and um, and learning a few bits and bobs. It's only going to make the game more fun for you. Can you
0: test your kit and stuff as well. It's, it's quite yeah, useful. Yeah, I'd make
1: any excuse to get out of the woods really and have a cook-up yeah. and a couple of beers. You know, look at look look at the kit and you know, what you've got new, this, that, and the other. You know, stop. Yeah. When you're fishing, you're like, oh, look, new fishing tackle in the little secret box. What have I got? <laughs> and me and Dan are terrible, mate, we go fishing. He's like, oh, i bought some new rigs and I've bought some, look at these. Don't tell anyone. This is what's <laughs> going to catch the fish. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and then nine hours later, you're sat there pissed at your face because nothing's happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: But you're just driving the little uh, the
1: feeder boat just around the lake. <laughs> oh, the bait boats, mate. No, I've not gone that far yet. Not, not that far, Christ, no.
0: Um, James says, if you want to learn about patrol, there's a few great videos on patrolling and attacks. If you look at the old British Army training videos, uh, there's one on recce, sexual attacks, and there's a few others. Uh, rehearsals are generally a step-by-step tabletop walk through, talk uh, throughs of what you're about to do. Covers actions on uh, who will do what, where, when and how they are to do it. So, I mean, that's, that's exactly the sort of thing um, from not, not necessarily rehearsing in person, but I know that whenever we did anything um in the last few events it's it's something we've sort of rolled out recently but we do have these sort of pre um pre-briefs uh before we go out on a tasking and then obviously the debrief when you get back um and the pre-brief is not just right we're going here and then we're going there and then we're going to go do this it's more in depth it's like right you need to bring this we're going to work together this is the two sections that we're in um it, and it's it's useful because it just makes you just you know gets you in the frame of mind for what you're about to go out and do. Mm. Um, I have seen some teams take it a little bit far in that they, <laughs> I think it was um, was it Charlie Gaines' team. In in my mind, don't get me wrong. If, if you want to do it like that, and I'm, I'm only calling out names because it, I did find it a little bit funny, but they were like proper like it was almost like pre uh, a rugby game or something like that. They're all like huddling up like going, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, and it was like okay, Ooh, we sure. should do that. We should do that. But normally, before we go on a patrol, we have a barbecue, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> and it's usually me and stood by the grill going, yeah, 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 steak, yeah, 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 yeah. Fruit, food, food, <laughs> yes. food. They're just walking down a hill going, oh, I need a poo, oh, I need a poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that. We only sometimes, sometimes it might be like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, fighting <laughs> patrols. Moving on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fighting patrol, yeah, is what it is. Going out looking for a scrap take all your lads, take all your guns, take all your bombs, take all your your things and throw them all at the enemy. Go out looking for trouble, sturdy hornets' nest. That's basically it. The best one there is. (laughs) (laughs) You're going out on the fighting patrol. Brilliant. (laughs) Fighting patrol, combat patrol or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's the one where you're going out sort of like tooled up. You know, no no nicey-nicey, no softy-softy. The enemy is in this area, go and find them and ham cream up. <laughs>
0: Mike, sorry, oh, Mike Bruce
1: says, I'm ex RAF Reg.
0: Uh, what's a patrol? Is it like lifting a barrier? Similar I, I was extremely, yeah. Patrol Mike is like a diesel. <laughs> you put it in your car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like walking the ladder out to the aircraft. But with a, there's a few of you doing it. <laughs> I'm guessing. I shouldn't say that. It's rude. Sorry, Mike. I love you.
0: <laughs> I do too. Um, <laughs> Kenny says it is sweet when you have a patrol that works almost instinctively. Mm. Um, It is. It is. It's
1: it's a happy feeling. It's good feelings.
0: Les says we as a team have done a fair few skills and drills weekends away. I mean that's the thing. I mean, you you look at some of the teams that. Which is noted
1: in your uh, in your in your (laughs) penum notepad here, Les. Bad admin. Bad admin.
0: He's just writing down people's names. Like take take that person's name.
1: (laughs) At the moment, I'm drawing a massive willy on every page.
0: Um, you, you do look at some of the events uh, uh, the, some of the teams at the events you go to and I, I think that there's two elements for me that make people stand out it's either that they're running around in super Gucci kit and let's be honest you kind of always look at those and go oh I'd love one it's of those like a tree. Um, <laughs> and then you've obviously got the, the teams that genuinely just work well together you know it, it's not necessarily that they're um, all kitted up or stuff like that but their comms are on point you know they're well, are not just running around like
1: headless chickens? Obviously, me, you and David got into that scrap with Ryan, didn't we? At mm. Legion. I mean, you've got to class that as a clearance patrol. I mean, I don't know yeah. what you call that. We went from building to building just bosh, 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 bosh. I mean, that was brilliant. Mm. And we and we'd not really done that before as a team. No, you know, it took no. the first building, we sort of found our sort of bearings. It's like, right, we've got to cover that angle there, come around, right? You get a mark five in, bosh, and then it's into the doorways. You stay. and by the second house, we were sort of like, Yeah, this is we've got it sort of nailed now. It was really good. That was quality. But one of the best bits of that uh, event for me was doing that that, that house clearance stuff. That was really good. I and that was annoyingly right at the
0: end of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh,
1: and we were knackered, man, weren't we? Yeah. Proper creamed. But it was so and good. That's where and I fell over
0: and right? like gave myself on the demer.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's where you literally yeah, pile drive through the pile of rubble. <laughs> yeah. And I was just stood there and cover like, "Are you all right?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> <"Yeah, I'm> fine." <laughs> Go team, go
0: team. <laughs> um, Terry says I did Tin City and lid and uh, height with the TA. Uh, took my helmet off to talk to a civvy and then on the debrief, an officer tried to say it was wrong. Uh, my reply was that I would uh, only come back from NI two months ago. So
1: fair enough. You can't can't. What was that to that. show? Sort of like you removed your lid just to show a well, bit presumably more. Presumably, yeah. You know, and you know, less aggression. I suppose. Yeah, fair play make the headbutt yeah. cleaner. That's what it was, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to take to whack
0: whack. <laughs> <laughs> James, uh, James says, standing patrol, I was taught, it as your standing ground waiting to go out if needed. It can be a form of backup to hold ground that's been taken.
1: So patrols.
0: I have to admit, I do like, I do like episodes like this, where we, we I'm not going to lie, we, we lean quite heavily on the experience of, of our... Absolutely, of our no, I love it. I love we it. don't know what we're talking about sometimes and, we we can talk from the bits we do know, but you guys sort of fill in the gaps and
1: Yeah, absolutely mate. It's, really, it's all from a Milson point of view or, or hmm. and what we interpret for ourselves it, it's correct or you know from an airsoft perspective. But you know, hearing it from the from the horse's math but the horse's math about patrolling i fucking tell you about it, son. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> they all says... sound like that. All of them, they all sound like that. If you speak to yeah. them in real life, every single one of them sounds like that. Especially Rage got write, it, like, an accent, all right
0: like He's just
1: currently punching his TV. I was like, shut the fuck.
0: <laughs> Rage says, oh, are you going out, though, to engage an enemy to then call in QRF to kill them? Or are you going out to engage and destroy the enemy? There is a difference.
1: Destroy every time. <laughs> every time.
0: <laughs> I mean I guess I guess the the first one of
1: that no, perspective is like oh uh, yeah we've all been shot can we have qrf please yeah
0: <laughs> well that's to be fair a lot of the qrf is just we need an extraction
1: um yeah there's a lot there's a lot more than we not, expected
0: not just for our t- <laughs> I don't know, just mean for our team but that generally tends to be what i've I seen qrf to be required is um you know can you can you just come in and help <laughs> we're massively overwhelmed it's it's not yeah. like um yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There are many many more of them than we thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess the first one on that's probably more like the re- the reconnaissance role,
1: is it? Oh what do you mean? What, what, what just so You engage
0: you engage the enemy and then call in the QRF to kill them. Um, and then the going out to engage and then destroy the enemy, that's probably the combat patrol, isn't it?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean obviously it's they're both fighting patrols. It's just whether the fighting patrol is going to go out and literally just you know, poke the all nest, you know, puts down some suppressive fire, whilst the QRF acting as another patrol, you know, switch around the flanks or goes to the higher ground and then just pummels them with whatever it is they've got. You no, know, Harry mm. could be on the hill with his uh, with his mortar, just waiting to get a bead on him. And it's just like, go on, Harry, I've had it. <laughs> or is it a case of going out as your as your combat patrol or fighting patrol? And uh, and we, and then when you do engage, just pushing through the pushing through their position. Bit bounding, a bit pepper potting.
0: Terry says Charlie QRF down. is right. quick, run fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Rage says, "I'm not a Cockney." He's not uh, a Cockney. A lot of patrols in Afghan were to find and engage an enemy, and then to call in a larger fighting force to kill them.
1: Fair play, yeah, yeah, that could work well. But normally, and to be fair, the sort of naturally that normally does occur on um on a Milsim event, you know, you'd get into a contact, and it'd be just so happens there's another patrol in the area, which happened to be out on the right or left flank. Um, which do get, sometimes, in some cases, do get rerouted to your position. And you can then liaise with that team leader of that patrol to sort of like um, pincer movement and sort of come in at them from two sides almost, mm. which is always well handy. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, um, chaps.
0: Good stuff. Terry says, yeah,
1: to be more approachable with the helmet. Yeah, no, that's fair enough, mate. Um,
0: and Fresh Meat says, don't forget your 249 Overwatch at that point.
1: Absolutely, sir. So. Yes
0: um night patrol discipline should we just cover that quickly i'm conscious of the time
1: yep absolutely Yep, cool um, so that so changes one things thing up, doesn't
0: it? one thing that we just haven't discussed i think up until now is spacings um sort of specifically so for for newer players when they're out you know on a patrol you will probably get shouted at Watch your spacing um, and if you don't know what that means, it's basically the idea that you, you're trying to create some distance between the person in front of you and the person behind so that you're not just all grouped up in clusters. You know, you're, you're not just walking along having a nat with your mate, but mm. it's to deal with the fact that if your patrol comes under fire, either through a grenade or, you know, um, direct fire or indirect fire, anything like that. If you, if you get down on the ground, it gives you an element of spacing so that you've got a bit of room around yeah, to you to you manoeuvre in. Um, but then similarly, if the person in front of you gets shot, it gives you a little bit more of a reaction time to hit the deck before that field of fire might hit you. If you're all clustered up, it's a lot easier to take out multiple targets. Mm, um, absolutely. So that's and the whole, and what and the whole grenade thing, are. like you
1: said, mate, you're absolutely right. So it's like a nine times out of ten at an event, it's five metre kill radius for an explosive, whether that be a grenade or, or whatever. So if you keep five metres of space between you and the guy in front, if he gets tripped on something or something goes off, you know, it's there's a lot less likely to kill sort of four or five of you that are all bunched up and literally arms length from each other I mean obviously that will change at night time you will you will reduce that down at night purely for in case not everyone's got nods and you can sort of keep that silhouette in front of you of the guy you' you're, you're following and but but definitely during the day you know five six seven meters apart is a, is a perfectly good spacing just for like Mike said creating that space mm. and be able to get into cover and checking your arcs and stuff like that you know, it's always good. And then, it's, it, and if it does bunch up, you know, just if you do find yourself going within that sort of five, six metres, just take a knee, take a knee, put the patrol behind your stops. You give that guy a chance to clear in front of you a bit more. Then you carry on moving, you know. And then, and then by, by the time you've got that nailed down, everyone in the patrol should see, that. oh, yeah, they're bunching up a bit. You know, I mean, obviously, I think that motion there is spacings. If you t- if someone turns around to you in spacings, you know, that's, you know, create more space between you two of okay? you.
0: I'm, I'm normally like spread out. Spread <laughs> out and
1: out. Guys, spread. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: before, as well, I'm I'm just conscious that the night patrol dispense is sort of feeding into that. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, some of the actual configurations that we use? um So these aren't necessarily; they, these are based on sort of real steel um, methodology, but we obviously have sort of different configurations and stuff that we we walk in.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're very bait. I mean. You're not likely i mean there's different formations to use you know like you like the likes of like your spearhead and your arrowhead and things like that you you're not very likely to use unless you've got big wide open spaces at that that, that fields you're crossing or big open we've done that once i think at um oh, where was it now was it the aversley site for gunmen? when we cleared that wood block and we had that huge field to cover, so we sort of went into a block of wide spearhead formation uh no that was um it wasn't gum, but it wasn't oh no, it was, um, it was co- it was um, it was ultimate war games it was there, yeah, yeah. Ultimate war games. So we used it there. Um and that's pretty much the only time because we've we've we, we that open field section there that we had to cover, and that was cool, that was good to do that. Um but look sort of nine times out of ten, you know, you've got your 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 basic file, you know, you've got your staggered file for covering tracks and things like that where you'd have Basically, a zigzag of personnel down the down the down the lane sort of thing. So you'd have your point man to the, on the left side, and then a five meters back on the right, five meters back on the left, five meters back on the right. Blah 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 blah. blah. And obviously, your night patrol is mainly going to be single file anyhow because it's nighttime, you know. Um, and then through woodblocks, you know, you're getting into your extended lines and pushing through a tree line. There's a sort of like a one big force, one big line. We we've used that a lot, and that's worked very very well. That's worked very very well, and we've come up against snipers in woodland. <clears throat> As soon as we get that sort of one round coming, everyone's just like poof, right out, extended line, and you just sort of press the target, you know, put pressure on it, you know, get inside that minimum engagement distance. And then it's sort of like a bit panicky stations for the sniper then, which is always good, you know, bounding forward a bit, dropping rounds down, mm. try and get a bead on where they're coming from. It's bounding
0: something we've used quite successfully at Legion as well.
1: Yeah, that's been uh, really good, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When we took the, the sound
0: where you've effectively got uh, two sections. First section moves forward while your uh, second section provides cover fire. They then hit the deck. They're then providing cover fire for the next section to move up, and you're basically sort of staggering your way towards the uh, the enemy position. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, always good, always good.
0: So, cool. Right, in which case, let's, let's get on to the night patrol then, because um, one of the things I want to talk about is obviously some of these things change between day and night. Um, so, for example, your spacing will probably get a bit closer. Um, yep. Especially if you haven't got guys with nods on, because I've been some events where literally we've had to hold the shoulder of the person in front because it's pitch black. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, proper pitch black. If you've got cloud
1: cover, you've got new moon, cloud cover, you're in a you're in a you're in a tree a forest area that's got a full Mm. canopy, for example, then it's black as night. It like literally is like Mm. you can't see nothing. Um, We tend to find that those the tiny little fishing chem lights, which last for two or three hours, you can. Literally have sellotape them. Only about what are they? Twenty mil long, twenty-five mil long. Yeah, the t- tiny t- t- things t- like that. Maybe an inch at most. You could literally just have like a couple of mil showing at the end of it, and then just like sort of black tape the rest of it up. Put it on the back of your boonie hat, just so you got that guy behind you who's got a reference point. It's like there's there's my man there, so let's following him. You know, it is difficult. It is difficult at night time. Um, on the SEO event we done a couple of months back, the guys that were with me, brilliant. You know, we didn't have nods. Didn't use nods. Um, I had my thermal scope. Never used it all weekend. We just sort of allowed ourselves that time. It's like we're going to go here, going out in half an hour on a night patrol. Uh, all white lights gone now. You know, you keep your noise to a minimum. Let your let your eyesight adjust. Luckily, I think we did have a bit of starlight. I don't think we had a full moon, um, but we were quite lucky because the area we were at, you know, the tracks were quite wide. There was clear sky above us, so you could clearly define trails. Um, but when obviously when you got into the tree line, it was darker. But um, yeah, the white light discipline was brilliant. You know, as soon as we could identify the enemy target, it was just like phew, phew, lights on and then lights off. It wasn't just a complete constant shining lights there. We were cutting them out, moving, and then just moving position, firing maneuver, firing maneuver all the time. It was. In, like speaking to Terry after, he said it's the best white light discipline I've ever seen at an event. So it's really beneficial. You know, mm-hmm. you're not walking around with a lightsaber on, just like shining it up and through the trees and, and everywhere in your mate's <laughs> face, and it's just like a yeah, good one.
0: Rage says night patrol should be conducted with a five thousand lumen head torch on all the time. Should be
1: shining everyone on your <laughs> patrol's eyes at least once. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Or well, when you look at yourself, goes this on? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's it, it's it, there's a lot. I think there's a bit more prep that goes into it at night time. You know, you know, you could go real into it. You know, like all these shiny items and things like that, and you know, even applying your cam cream. You know, get the shine on the old bonce there. You know, dulling all that down, um, and, and obviously keeping the noise to a minimum as well, a minimum. Minimum minimum mm. minimum Um we struggle. Especially at on nighttime. comms.
0: Like the number of people oh, that comms. are just using comms unnecessarily. Like there's know.
1: no need for it. There's no need for it. I no. mean, by rights, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in an eight man section, I mean the, the your two IC and your team leader should really just have comms. Perhaps your medic. I don't see why everyone needs to have comms on them all the time. Um I get obviously you have you, your personal role radio, you know, your own individual section comms, maybe. But then that just gets abused. Sometimes it just gets abused. People start dicking around, um, and I get it's a laugh. Oh, Mike's just muted himself. I do get it's a laugh, um, but um, you know it's there's it's, it's a time and place for it. And especially if you're trying to achieve something, and it's sort of you're your, you trying to dick around and have a laugh is sort of the detriment to everybody else. You know that's a bit of a dick move, really. So yeah, it's just being aware of keeping it quiet and just just and, and moving slow, moving slowly. Even during the day, like with that, the, the slow movements, like coming up out of cover, you know, don't just go like a meerkat and then straight back down again. You know, it's that, it's that slow, slow gradual movement. You know, get eyes on very, very slowly, you know, just to see what you're doing and then move away very, very slowly. It's a lot harder for someone to spot a, a target that's moved like ultra quietly and ultra slowly down to bushes than just, someone just suddenly just pop up out of nowhere and go, what? you know, just bear that in mind. But nighttime's a different beast altogether. You know, the hazards and stuff like that, like we said earlier, you know, small ditches and things like that, which you wouldn't think twice of during the day, apart from oh, there's a handy bit of cover. Nighttime presents like a ankle-breaking territory, you know, low-lying branches. You've got branches.
0: trip hazard, you've got falling you've got, yeah, over, everything, making Everything noise. gets
1: tripled at nighttime, yeah. you know, the problems. The noise, get, you know, your noises you make get louder. Well, no, the noises you make don't necessarily get louder, but they travel further, you know. Yeah. There's more defined noises where they're coming from, you know. Working, walking through uh, a woodblock that's just got loads of fresh dry leaves on it—it's going to be a ball lake anyhow. There's only so much there's only so quite you can be. I mean, that's what we found at this private site uh, for the SEO event a couple of months back. You know, it was hard to um, to navigate through woodblock without treading on leaves because they're everywhere. The only the only thing we had on our side was there was a lot of game trails there, so the deer had cut a lot of trails through the woodland, which was pretty handy. So once you could identify them, and, and the good thing was is that where they're trodden it down so much and it sort of like exposed the clay underlying underneath the leaves. It almost got glowed up the pathway a little bit for us. And it was like, that's like proper Andy, because you can just see this path winding through. Obviously, you still have to watch out for the branches and stuff like that. But um, it did make it a bit easier, a bit quieter. But yeah, it's just your night disciplines, really, guys, just thinking about that. It's, the big one for me is is noises and the white light, just keeping them to a minimum, you know. And if you're unsure about something, just take a knee and stop, you know.
0: So I was just gonna say, in terms of the little, um, we were talking about the the fishing uh, floats, uh, little kind of glow sticks that you can use. So um, Kenny said that he's got some of those little glass radioactive ones um, that last like hundreds of years. I think yeah, I've those on the, on yeah, I've the got them. I've got I've got
1: one on my Bergen, um, which is like an everlasting one, and I've got a couple of little, mm-hmm. tiny little lilac ones. They're like little screw on, almost like a way to describe it is you know the old pet ID tags they used to have a little screw yeah, but- on the old cat's collar. And you get a little paper address or phone number on it. Very similar to that, but it's got like it's basically kind like of everlasting chem light. Mm. Um which are always uh, cool. I mean, yeah, the other ones you can
0: get as well. Which uh, Harry mentioned was uh, some luminous cat's eyes for the back of the boonie. Uh, Four pound fifty, very helpful. So that's yes. very similar to these. Um, this is just basically a little strip of um, like the glow in the dark material, basically that just oh, obviously picks up it. light during the day and as the as the night goes. Um,
1: yeah, you get. We can get, you get a British Army qualities. band. You yeah, get you get different band. qualities
0: of these um, with the cats as well. So obviously you get some that uh, just literally are like the, the reflective ones. If you shine a light, they reflect. Um, these are actually glowing. Um, so it depends. Just bear in mind that whatever you've got on you, you need to be able to cover it up, potentially. Because if you're obviously under an enemy patrol um, and they're sweeping around with headlights and all of a sudden, or not headlights, but torches and things like that, and you've got these two whacking great glowing things, uh, that are either reflecting the light back or you know that you can see that potentially is something to bear in mind Um the little glow sticks because you're only covering like three mil maybe um of, of light you've got it showing it's very hard to see that um so uh, yeah meant for fishing alarms and stuff so you still there lance
1: I mean, I mean, I Sorry, mate. Yeah, just very quiet. Yeah, I was sorry, my, my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, no, if my audio yeah. came out. Um, yeah, no, not at all.
0: Uh, there was a couple comments as well. So um, Terry says before going out on patrol, the section commander would check every rifleman, make them jump up and down, and listen to noise individually. Mm-hmm. Um, Rage said to be fair, Terry, that when you were in that plate armor, was noisy as were your spears. <laughs> um, he then said. Terry, serious question. How much ammo did you have to carry with you for your muskets at Waterloo? Uh, and Terry said, Rage, I had to blacken my pike. So <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had to blacken my pike.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to get that in there because it was making me chuckle. Um,
1: love them. Gotta love them. Okay. Phrase of the right. night, that's got to be. By rage, <laughs> I had to blacken my pike. <laughs>
0: um, James says, if you watch the old recce video, they walk hand on shoulder due to the terrain.
1: Apparently. Well, yeah, yeah, it's understandable. Definitely, mate. Definitely.
0: Ah, here we go. Rage. Uh one thing I do notice is people don't value their own night vision, giving themselves 30 minutes in the dark, so their eyes get used to it. People just shine torches every five minutes. That's like, so frustrating, especially when you're just about to go out on patrol. Um, you know, you're sort of you're lining up, you're getting yourselves um squared away and sorted out and ready to go, and then you've got some nobhead running around with a torch, like, oh I can't see to go to the toilet. <laughs> Um at least use a red light. At least just you don't need a bright white light mm. necessarily for going to the toilet. Use a red light, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or
1: yeah. even even if you've got a little handheld torch, just literally sniper tape it over and just put a pinprick in it. If you want it for map reading or reading any any, any intel you've got to read off a map or, or, or documentation or anything like that, just a sniper tape the whole lens up, just put a pinprick of f- through the through the tape, just so you've got that little tiny uh, little bit of white light bleeding out. Mm. You know, I wouldn't even I know do that. Say, Just
0: you can get the little red lights and stuff like that. Like yeah, I handheld, don't think they said the red light obviously
1: because it's, it's harder for to be seen and things like that. But obviously, then if you if you are looking at a map like a bigger scenario, if you like, and there's mm. you know waypoints and things like that, some lot of stuff is marked on the map in red. I'm Not sure if it's roadways or pathways or buy there's... a black pen. <laughs> whatever you know what i mean yeah no i mean i i, I, I find is that, that red, a red line or yeah. is that a red line
0: <laughs> <laughs> the red the red light obviously massively helps in terms of um maintaining your night vision uh it's yeah, all absolutely. biology and stuff like that but yeah uh kenny says mark one eyeball is good if you just let it adjust like rage said and closing one eye to preserve it when polluted
1: yeah absolutely so, yeah always close your shooting eye if the white light flashes on
0: uh, and James says don't put cam cream above the eyes as when it sweats off it will go in your eyes which causes severe uh, ser- serious
1: irritation um, which that's a fair one yeah unless you've got massive brows like me which seem to capture uh, most <laughs> things really I suppose
0: Sharpie job done um, Sharpie <laughs> there you go Lance cover yourself with a poncho that's the other thing as well that, that oh
1: yes mate it yeah I love that bit in um, uh, in uh, Banner Brothers I've got a raincoat and he's getting his little pocket button in he out of his um out of his zipper on his trousers. And they're both the both blokes are like, uh, what are you doing? It's like, ducks under there, yeah, it's cool. I like that. Defo,
0: cool. Well, I think that's pretty much everything covered for this evening. Um, if you've got anything you want to add, feel free to do so in the comments. Um, also, you can send us a message or an email and we can obviously pick that up. And add that to next week's show. You can get in touch with us on our email, which is nofochat@hotmail.com. hotmail.com. Instagram is at november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo. And our website is Novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. Mm, mm, mm. Um, One question we had come in from Rage earlier was how much have you raised so far for the RBL? So we have Ooh. raised to date. Uh, I had it. I have lost it. We have raised uh, very kindly with the g- generous, generous donations of £320. So we're aiming for a £500 target. And so with 14 supporters, we've got to 320 which is awesome. And I really appreciate everyone for helping. Nicely done,
1: chaps. Nicely um, done.
0: That being said, we have tonight had 25 people watching. So if you haven't donated yet, please consider doing so. I appreciate that, you know, we are in difficult times energy bills and things are going through the roof. We're all struggling a little bit more for money, but if you, mm-hmm. if you do have a spare couple quid in your pocket that you're willing to donate, it'll be amazing. Um, obviously there's the, the conditions that we've set in terms of entering into the raffle. I think it's a minimum five pound donation for the raffle, um, but any money we can raise, if, even if you have just got a spare couple quid in your back pocket that you're willing to just sort of lob our way for the RBLI, it will be really, really appreciated because at the end of the day, the raffle is not, intended as a, a competition per se it's intending to we're trying to raise money that's what we yeah, want to that's do, what we want do we're 100%. banging the drum
1: to raise money for the rbli yeah. so it's just, the just, just the cool like a raffle just there
0: to try and yeah. try and promote that
1: um Absolutely. and the
0: other thing as well is that if you are you know we, we don't generally ask people to promote us because we don't um but if you really would be helpful if people could help promote our competition for this as well or, or, or to promote them the raffle and the the donation to the rbli mostly just we we just want to raise more money we want to get to that 500 pound target i originally hoped we might hit a grand um i i don't think we're going to achieve that unfortunately but it'd be really cool to hit that 500 pound target and even just sort of slightly exceed that if we can um, yeah 100 so if you if you are able to share some of the uh the adverts and bits and pieces we've got going out for that that'd be really helpful please
1: yes absolutely sir couldn't agree more couldn't have put it better myself Thank you.
0: So next mm. week we are doing a general Q and A. Andy will hopefully be back
1: from Canada, uh, from Canada, <laughs> from Canada of United Texas States, and the Canadian. Canada. Canada.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> do you know? I I found a really interesting fact out um,
1: oh, this week, we which I want to Congrats share. To it's not airsoft
0: related. <laughs> uh, it'll be a bit of a random end to the show. So uh, it was a documentary I was watching on IVF, All right. And apparently, in, it was only twenty nineteen. Um, that I think it was Indiana uh, actually created a law that doctors were not allowed to use their own sperm without the patient's knowledge in IVF. 2019. Oh. It took until 2019 for people to go, we shouldn't be doing that. 2019?
1: 2019.
0: 2019. It was Indiana. Yeah, so, Indiana, sorry.
1: So in Indiana, until
0: 2019, doctors... 2019, Indiana was the treatment. first year... Yeah, using their own sperm in IVF without the patient's knowledge. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was mental.
1: Only in America. Yeah, land of the free.
0: So, it, it was really weird. <laughs> Quite that was just my US fact for the week. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Lance, you should show off your draw build, mate. It's definitely worth sharing. It's a banging job. Do you want to talk about oh, that? Yes. Very
1: oh yes. Oh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get some pictures for it set up because I've added some, I've done some bits to it. So I'll bring some pictures along next week to share with my truck and my little drawers in the back, which I'm very happy with because I'm not a carpenter and I was amazed that it stayed together. I was like, fucking, it works. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, that's Uh, good. Les says, what's the plan for the
0: NOFO birthday? Um, We're probably not going to be able to get the deck together together this year that we were hoping to do.
1: Yeah, we, um, we we want to do something cool, and we we just haven't had the time this year to get it done with work and stuff like that. It's been a chaos, and it might lots of stuff going has. on. So, however, what we, have we might doing is planning next year's. <laughs> we've started planning next year's one, but we might get a little overnight or somewhere on the low key and just maybe cook a bit of food. Please, yeah. can we, Mike Dad? I'm up for that. Yeah, we'll sort. Of, we'll, we'll leave it with us, Les. We'll sort something out, mate. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll sort something out.
0: Yeah, we could do a meal. That's the other option. I don't know, we'll, we'll sort something of out. Basically, with the, with the 100th episode and stuff like that, we've kind of been busy planning that. Um, yeah.
1: So. That's, that's taken up a lot of time. Obviously, with the charity stuff as well, that goes along with it, we've been sort of peddling that and sorting things out and the locations for the show. and. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But, yeah, leave. Don't worry. It'll, we'll sort something I'm not going to commit to that, but we'll try and sort something <laughs> out. As much as, you know, we'd love to. You know, because obviously it's banging. We love meeting up with everyone. It's wicked. Um, so, Fingers crossed. We're not, we're not going to say no, and we're not 100% saying yes.
0: There, there are things in the pipeline, put it that way.
1: Yeah, are um,
0: Marky Mark says, so uh, this was going back to a few comments that we had previously. Um, this is obviously talking about the uh, collection of Intel photos and the like. depends okay. if you're sending the pictures instantly and send via WhatsApp, for example. So that I haven't got a problem with that. I think it's the, if there's ever kind of any photos that are brought back from the field, um, because, I, I don't know, again, it'll be interesting. I, I've, I've not been to an active war zone myself, um, so I'm going to throw this
1: out to the people that have. Um, I mean, I'm guessing that it'll, is it'll be Is there much internet
0: around for that? Like, yeah, because... they've got
1: satellites and satellite phones. And, yes, but and do all the all average,
0: does the average boot on the ground have that?
1: Well, I'm guessing so, because if that's the task they've been given, they, they should have the means to send it instantly to avoid that very situation. You know, if there's a chance that that kit's going to get nabbed, what are they going to do? Destroy it? They're going to destroy it, aren't they? Mm. You know? Yeah, it's
0: an interesting one. I mean, the, the thing with the WhatsApp group. So, I mean, a few people. So, Les says, on the Defiant event at Dog Tag, we had a name and had to search for him on social media to get a face. That was cool. Completely agree with that one. Uh, Harry says yeah, Sterling had an event WhatsApp group. No confirmed kill without proof. uh photo proof. We were hunted. Uh, we hunted about five HVTs throughout the event and sending photos back to zero. So I was obviously at the the one with Les talking there about the the defiant one, and I have to say it was a bit crazy um in terms of so many people were just throwing photos into the chat. It almost just got a bit unwieldy, and I don't know if anyone actually was keeping track of that and kind of having that information. Um, Something I would personally like to see is adapting that and bringing that forward one stage further and having a laptop there that actually they go, right, we've got this photo now. And then building your kind of Intel board around that a little bit more. Um, I think we had names on a whiteboard, which was very helpful. Yeah. But we weren't building up like pictures of the game zone. So that would be something cool to see. Um,
1: Defo. Yeah. Cool.
0: Right. Uh Liz says, I'd like to do a Milsim where you can't use nods or thermal, just go back to basics.
1: Yeah, mate. Well, it's like that Vietnam one we did at APOC a few years back. That was, buying it. That was oh, brilliant. It was so good. Mm. Rifles lot lighter, anyhow. <laughs> I think, do we have tech lights on there? I can't remember if we had, if we was allowed to use lights, at least, on our rifles, or whether it was just angled torches, like proper old school. I can't remember now. I think we were allowed lights i can't remember i thought you had
0: light. i wasn't at the event myself but i thought you had I think lights we had
1: lights i have to look back at some pictures see if there's a light on the gun if there ain't we didn't because those old school <laughs> angle torches you wouldn't see anything would you they're, they're only so but <laughs> i mean that's what that's what we had. We, we didn't have head torches we everyone had a little angle lamp yeah you know, the old lamp with the, with the filters in the bottom which is still a cool light now yeah it's still perfect yeah, yeah. usable you know for, if you look at that and it's quite good because it's like more of a yellow glow and it's not like a big bright led light so and if you put a yeah. filter in there it doesn't um, it does help a lot it's really good
0: 300d D- detail batteries
1: yeah well it's about four and a half stone lamp hanging off your pocket just dragging your shirt down there running <laughs> <laughs> uh and yeah, then
0: les says t-shirts as well so just an update on the t-shirts we have yeah, update, i still now. ain't
1: got mine yet mate so no you'll be lucky. t-shirts
0: <laughs> we've concluded the testing on those um on the first batch that we found, we've, we've kind of got around sort of 35 to 40 washes out of them before the armpits started to corrode a little bit. Um, yeah. so we're just basically trying to find a decent t-shirt. Um, cause obviously that affects the price. So we'll come up with something at some point. Um, yeah, yeah. cool. Right.
1: Right. We'll see you all next week. Q and A. I'll be late. <laughs> For a Q&A. So we'll be
0: back at uh, eight o'clock next week. Um, Feel free to join us. It's been great to see you. Um, It's been lovely to see you tonight. We'll uh, we'll see you all next week. (laughs) It's getting awkward. (laughs) Say 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 goodbye, Lance.
1: Goodbye, Lance. See you later. Cheers.